Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy. Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Alright, folks, coming to you live here. You know the dance by now. Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, episode 91. Coming to you hot here, folks. We got a bit of a doozy on our hands here last week. Hope you guys saw our new take, Jersey Jerry. Turnpike takes with Jersey Jerry. Kid's an absolute star. Can he get 7 out of 10? It is Friday right now. Sweet Melania, his first pick to get 7 out of 10, and his own segment on the Brilliant Dumb Show goes off today. I don't think you could watch this horse on TV. I, I, I really don't. I don't know how he gets it. I thought he was going to do like a Laker game or, or pick some type of game in, in that regard. I, I just I didn't expect him to do a horse, but that's the beauty of Jersey Jerry. You just do not know what you're going to get with the guy, plain and simple. There's no other way to shape it. Folks, in the meantime, it is interview day today. Um, I can honestly tell you this is going to be one of the more bizarre interviews you've ever seen me do. I, I, I For me, I think it's a no-brainer. It's, it's just bizarre is an understatement. We have Paulie Shore coming in. For those of you who don't remember, he was massive in the 90s. He, like the guy in the 90s. To be honest with you, I'm 27 years old. I didn't really remember, so I had to do research myself. His mom, Mitzi Shore, started the comedy store out here, which is where all these big names, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Joe Rogan, all these guys went through the comedy store and always pay their respects to her. They, She was kind of like the mother of all L.A. comedians. She really looked out for people. She would give people certain slots, and to get into the comedy store was huge. He ended up getting his break with MTV and kind of made MTV what it is. Um, now, uh, I'll be the first to say it. He's, he's kind of fallen off the map since. He really has. I mean, since the 90s, he really hasn't done a whole lot. I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple years ago. Um, he's getting back into the game here with Guest House, his new movie coming out um, with Steve-O. Steve-O was really becoming... 2020 just may be the year of Steve-O. Uh, big Steve-O guy, but... Um, Paulie Shore is a wild one. He, he's he's off his rocker. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um you know, I, I kind of realized towards the end of this interview that, call me crazy, but I, it seems like he's hitting on me. And Paulie Shore was notorious, you know, in the 90s after doing so much research on him for getting a lot of girls and, and, and being kind of like a womanizer. And, and look, maybe I'm wrong here. I hope I am. But the, the, the more I look at this interview, I, I really think he, he was hitting on me. It's a bizarre interview. I pretty much had to ditch every question. Yeah, I do these interviews. I prepare for days looking at videos and watching whatever movies the person's been on. And I really kind of had to ditch all of my questions and come out of the gate. First 10 minutes, I think I'm going to get an interview. And it all kind of, I had to throw my questions away. He kind of just wanted to talk. So we did that and... uh this is different. This is bizarre. Again, I, I maybe I'm crazy for saying this, but I really think Paulie Shore was hitting on me. It's kind of strange. Check it out yourself here, folks. It's a bizarre one. Here he is. We're going to bring him on. Go, go see Guest House. Here comes none other, the wild one, Paulie Shore. There he is in the flesh, folks. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, 
put it together, Mr. Paulie Shore. Welcome to the big show there, sir. Hey, what's up? Paulie, how are you? What up? What's up? I got to tell you, Paul, you got one hell of a team here. You got people coming from all angles, the assistants, publicists. I mean, you got a Paulie Shore army coming in here, no? Mm. They want to protect the prize. It's a, <laughs> I tell you, that's a good way to put it. That really is. I like that a lot. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like that golden egg that they're transferring across the world. You know what I mean? Hey, if you don't say so yourself. Absolutely, brother. You, and, you know what I'm saying? And by the way, Paulie. Big fan of this 430 slot. Usually people like to, you know, nice and early. The 430 slot, we could, you know, play a little golf today, do whatever we need to do. I mean, did you get to relax a little bit, Paul? I've been doing interviews all day since 630. That sucks. What number am I? Here. You want to know what number you are? I'm curious to know. What number am I? Okay, well, here's where it starts. This is the first page. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Second page. There's now, more the more pages. names I see, the less, the worse it gets for me. I don't know what number I want to be. I don't want to be first. I definitely don't want to be last. Well, you know, you're in there, so we're here. Hey, as long as I'm in there. Paul, by the way, Paulie, I didn't know. I said, you know, what should I wear to an interview with Paulie Shore? I really didn't know. Do I wear something fancy? But then I saw you on Joe Rogan. And I said, this guy's got the balls to just walk in with a plain white T-shirt onto Joe Rogan's set. I, I respect the hell out of you for that. So I did a little dancing lady right here. Nothing special, kind of casual. I hope you're okay with that. That's good for me. Okay. Paul, are we, we, ready, to, uh, we ready to rock and roll here? I like you. I, I like you too, Paulie. And the good thing is we're just getting started, believe it or not. Jesus Christ, this is going to be a nice one. <laughs> Hey, don't set the bar too high. Here we are, folks, the Brilliantly Dumb Show, sitting here with Paulie Shore, the return of Paulie Shore, back to the limelight in his new movie, Guest House, coming to demand and digital September 4th. Paulie, I, I got to tell you what, saw the preview, looks phenomenal, really did. And us for a sidekick, we just had Steve-O on the show, who was your sidekick in the movie. My God, is he not just a firecracker? You know, you know, usually I would say something like, you know what, like, because I'm Jewish, he's definitely not Jewish. Definitely yeah. not. He's probably the furthest thing from Jewish. Yes, because Jews don't do the things that he does. No, and I'm Jewish. So, by the way, don't feel the need to hold back on anything. We both can make fun of each other if a, if a Jewish joke is to follow here. <laughs> yeah, because Jews don't, I mean, they don't jump off of things and, you know, and, and get pushed <laughs> off of a roof and you know and gets you know you know jump in a pile of horse poop you know whatever this guy does he's i mean you he if you go on his youtube page he does this thing called steve-o's craziest stunts ever or something oh, oh i've seen it unbelievable did you see him hanging on that billboard the other day to promote his special yes he called that on the show he told us he was going to do that the man that he is next week you know i see him hanging on the billboard you know, he loves it. He, I mean, the guy went to clown school. Yes, he you did. You know, and, and this is in his blood. His, his blood is to do this thing, you know, the thing. That's his thing. So, you know, I just hope he, you know, he's, he's, bro he's broken his back, his ribs, his feet. His, he's burned his face. Um, so, you know, I get, I get, if I step on a little, you know, little piece of wood, you know, in my house, 
I freak out. I go, I have to go get Neosporin and, you know, and go to the doctor and, and, you know, heat it up and get a pin and put it on the heat and, you know, take it out. We are, we are cut from a different cloth than Steve-O, Paulie Shore. That, that's to say the least, I think you could say. Paulie, I want you to do me a favor here, okay? We're going to go prior to all the madness, all the fame, all of that good stuff. Take me back. Young Paulie Shore, okay? Your mom, Mitzi Shore, find, founded the Comedy Store and is an L.A. legend here. You hear some people, like I even heard Joe Rogan talk about her and, and what she has done for comedy. It, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. You grew up around it, which leads me to my question, okay? You're 17 when you start stand-up comedy. Growing up at the comedy store, you have to see some shit that a normal kid growing up has not seen. Am I wrong? I mean, yes. I mean, at the time, I thought it was pretty normal. But the right. older I've gotten and the more I've been um, away from my childhood, I realized, like, hey, you know what? You know, the stuff that happened to me is almost more fucked up than steve stuff. You know what I mean? Just... In a way, in a way, absolutely. Being around, being around the comedians and, uh, and, and, you know, watching my mom do her thing. Yeah, my mom, you know, my mom, you know, people always talk about the comedy store, my mom, but they don't talk about the, the years before that, you know, who my mom was um, back in college, you know, and, and what type of person she was and how she even got in the whole, you know, in the whole uh, uh, game and the business. You know, it was really my father who actually you know, brought her into the business because, um, you know, it started when they met uh, in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin in the 50s, in the 1950s. So that's where it really started. My dad was performing, you know, doing a stand-up and she was there. She, uh, my mom worked for the, um, she worked for the, uh, uh, the, the, the boss, you know, the boss uh, at the camp. She was the assistant to the boss. And then my dad was performing and then my mom would kind of type up my dad's jokes. And it started there with my dad developing my dad's act. And you know that's kind of what started. A, a thing that you hear a lot of these famous comedians talk about when they talk about her was that she gave the best advice possible for comedians that were coming up. You got to think if she's giving these advice to the top dogs, okay, you got to be getting the best growing up with her to where you were kind of built for this whole thing, no? No, I never really got advice from her. I mean, because I didn't look at her as Mitzi Shore. I looked at her as my mom. You right. know, she was my mom. So, um, so actually, to tell you the truth, we didn't really have a great relationship when I first started stand-up comedy because, well... You know, she put me through the ringer and um, and I was opening and touring with Sam Kennison and she didn't like that. Um, and um, we fought. Why didn't she like that? Well, because Sam was on drugs and he had guns and, and he was crazy. And I was her baby boy and she didn't want her baby boy hanging out with a crazy maniac that was partying and going, going nuts, you know? So. Totally. Which I think you could say is both understandable, no? Yeah. How do I look? Am I cool? I'm just lying back. Is this comfortable or is this? Bad? I think you look really good. I'm comfortable and actually watching to see how comfortable you are. It kind of makes me comfortable. Believe I me. might fall asleep, but it's not because the, the, the questions are boring. It's because I feel so comfortable with you. And you know what? I'm so comfortable with you. I may fall asleep on you and it's not because your answers are boring. 
Yeah, because we might be able to cuddle and stuff and watch Guest House the movie coming out soon. Which we're all excited about, are we not? Yeah, okay, sorry about that. Let me ask you something, Paulie, okay? I got another question that I'm coming. Trying you not remind to me of Sebastian. Sebastian Maniscala? Yeah. That's one of the best compliments I could get. People, you know, they'll come on my Instagram comments and say that to me, like, you know, you're a knockoff Sebastian, like it's a bad thing. To be honest, if you would give me Sebastian, I, I think that's a pretty damn good thing. No, you're a good guy. Where, where are you right now? Right now, I'm in my home, Los Angeles, California. There's no air conditioning here, Paulie Shore. Oh, fuck. No. So do you know what You're... I do for the no air conditioning? What? Just so I'm not sweating in front of the fans right now, I sit with an ice pack. Oh, wow. You have central AC? Are you a central AC guy? Yeah, I got central AC. I'm in Vegas. I moved to Las Vegas. Well, Jesus, you need central AC. Why did you move out of L.A. to Vegas? L.A. just seems like your home, Paulie. Did you see the billboard I put up on the freeway? No. It says, Polly Shore has officially moved to Las Vegas. And it's got a picture of me standing on a mountain, really proud. And in the corner, it says, get out of my way, Carrot Top. And now, wouldn't you want to use the billboard to promote the movie you're that you could? You're supposed to laugh. That was a joke. Uh, to be honest with you, Paulie, I, I, the thing is, I really wouldn't put it by you. I, I, I really would. I mean, I could just see you just doing a random billboard like that. You could, I mean, you could take it for what it is. But you and Steve-O, it just seems to be a thing with these billboards, no? And then I could duct tape Carrot Top to the billboard. Do you have a thing against Carrot Top? I'm going to punch him in the face. Really? How did that start? Look at him. <laughs> no, I love Carrot Top. He's a dear friend. Here, this is my guy from the movie. Holy shit, look at you. He is back and better than ever, ladies and gentlemen. My look, God. I look like a fucking uh, a Hebrew fucking preacher or something. I look like I'm, I'm made from like, like uh, you know, Jerusalem or something. I actually see that in both pictures, believe it or not. This, I see it in the picture this one in here? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of both, to be honest with you. That's cool. Hey, let me ask you another question, okay? Ask you a serious question. Well, you should be asking me questions. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And, and, and you know what? You know what I like about you, Paulie? You're very blunt. And as an East Coast guy, there's nobody who appreciates blunt or blunts more than I do. God damn it. Do we miss the fucking East Coast or what, bro? Oh, do we ever. Uh, baby, I love the East Coast. Because you can't be. You know, I like the people, too. It's straight to the point. None of this other bullshit. You know, I, I just enjoy it more. Do you not? Yeah, where'd you grow up in the East Coast? Which part? Born and raised in New Jersey, Morris County. Wow, New Jersey. beautiful. Are you familiar? I'm not familiar with the specific part of New Jersey. Obviously, I know New Jersey. You got a great mayor, Chris Christie. What a beautiful mayor. Oh, sorry. Wow. Dad, Chris, Christie was, Chris Christie was a while ago. Oh, he's not around anymore? No, he's not around anymore. But the good thing about him, he did keep you entertained, did he not? Absolutely. I mean, there was always something going on with Chris Christie, for better or for worse. Yeah, he's, a, he's kind of a mess. I thought he was going to run for president. Or he did, right? He, he did, but it really didn't last long whatsoever. It lasted about as long as your sip of water just now, or if that's not water. What do you got? What do you got in the cup? Be honest with us, Paulie. Jesus, my alcohol. Did you? What are you drinking in there? I have a gin, a gin and tonic. Little gin and tonic. You make that yourself or did you have the assistant do oh, that? It's water and ice. Water and ice. I can see you transferring to the gin and tonic. It's just a and I got some orange if you want an orange, a fresh orange. Is that an orange or a clementine? It's a Chris Christian time. <laughs> okay, get back to the interview. Right. Sorry. 
back to the question. Let me ask you another thing, okay? I have heard you say that it is hard to watch your movies from the 90s because you look back and you think to yourself, man, that was such a good, damn good time. And that was one of the happiest you have been in your life. If you could do it again, okay, do you think because of the fame that you had at so young when you come to MTV and everything's just kind of hitting you at once, do you think you had mentioned that in your when you hit your 30s too, it was almost like you didn't have time, to, you weren't ready to grow up, you didn't know if you were ready to be in that transition to now becoming a man. Do you think a lot of that is because you didn't have the time to do that because you had so much coming at you so fast at an early stage? Definitely. I, my, the rhythm of my life was a lot different than most people's rhythm. I mean, usually you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job and you develop into, and then like your thirties or forties is kind of when you, maybe even your forties or fifties is when you kind of hit your, you know what I mean? Hit right. your thing, you know, where you're, you know, where you're the man. And so I hit my thing such an early age. Um, so yeah, so I kind of came down, you know, in my thirties, um, and, you know, my 30s is when I really started to grow up. You know, my comedy got a lot better. Um, I got a lot more relatable. And I just let some time pass. And then, you know, I did Polly Shore is Dead, which to me was one of the best films of, that I've ever done because I just thought I liked, you know, I just thought the tone of it. And I just really, if you watch Polly Shore is Dead, it's, it's, it's like a mute, my muse at the time of what I was going through. But to me that's when I grew up and that's when I felt like, you know, that's when I became a man. A lot of people become a man at what, 13 for the bar mitzvah. You know, I became it, you know, in my thirties. So. So do you wish though, do you wish looking back on it though, that maybe you had a little bit longer to go through what some would say a normal life before all of that hit you. For example, I look at a guy like a Justin Bieber. I used to work at a hotel where he would stay at when he was really, you know, when things were really going south for him, he had a drug mm. issue and all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, watching this guy, he's so young mm. and he has no time mm. to really mature, you know, the normal way some would say to where he walks outside and he's under this microscope. So he can't really go through the struggles the way someone normally would. Mm -hmm. Do you wish you still had some more years or were you happy with how fast it took place? Because you were a young kid when the whole MTV thing popped off. Yeah, I wasn't as young as Justin Bieber. Though. That's true. That is true. I was, I was in my 20s. The, this whole run was my 20s. So I was on MTV like when I was 22, 23 around that time. So, But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, looking back, maybe it would have been better if I would have hit my 30s, you know, but it just didn't happen. You know, it was, uh, you know, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know? When you look at a movie like Encino, man, when things were really just popping off, is there any type of worry as far as, okay, this could go south at any point. I'm at the highest of the highs right now. Do you worry about that when you're that high up? Um, hmm. I'm really, I, am I, am I, I, Paulie, I'm making you think a little bit today, no? I mean, I know this is no. your sixth interview, but I really hope that I'm making you think a little bit about this, Paul. Yeah, but you're, you, you just interrupted my, I was going to say something really 
profound, but now you fucked it up. Say something profound, by all means. Right, I got to breathe for a second. I got to breathe for a second <laughs> and rethink what you fucking asked. Yeah, take a big a sip of your gin and tonic right now and think about it a little bit, okay? Nobody First of all, I'm not dipping a sin. Yeah. The six other people watching this chat now may be in a rush. I'm not in a rush. Okay, anyways. So ask me the question again. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. but you got you to gotta reframe it. You got to reframe it. People, you know, you got to reframe it. Go back. Were you ever worried with how good things were going that at any point things can go south? You set the bar so high at such mm. a young age. Is it hard to maintain that and keep it high up? I wasn't thinking about that so much. I was just doing the work. Right. I wasn't thinking about the strategic part of, oh, what if I do this? This is going to happen. I'll do that. that it was like, I love to work. I love to make people happy. I love to do movies. I love to go on stage. I love to do my podcast. I don't like to do this interview. But besides that, no, I'm just kidding. No, no I like oh, to it's work. Okay. Tell me how you really feel by all no. No, I like to work. That's, that's where I got from my mom and my dad. My mom is a workaholic. My dad was a workaholic. You know, I only have so much time on this earth. You know, I like to spend my days creating. You know, that's what I like to do. You know, uh, and so when I was doing Encino Man, again, it was an opportunity that came down my lane when I was off of MTV. And the script could have easily gone south. It could have right. easily tanked. I didn't know. I was just wanting to go and act on camera and I wasn't thinking as much, you know, about stuff as I, as I did when I got older. When I got older, you know, you know, there were things that got offered to me that maybe I shouldn't have done it. You know, right. uh, you know I shouldn't have done my sitcom on Fox. I shouldn't have maybe done Biodome. Believe it or not, Biodome was a flop when it first came out. Yeah, I've heard you say that actually. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a success. I mean, it did okay. It broke even, but it wasn't like this successful movie. And right. that was my last big feature film. And after that, they stopped giving me movies, you know, um, because of Biodome, you know, in, in the way it performed. But what's funny is you look at it now, it's actually my biggest hit. Yeah. It's my biggest hit. That's my wow. biggest hit. MGM wow. must have fucking made a shitload of money on that movie for now what's your biggest hit for now because i got a, i got a feeling on this guest house <clears throat> is really gonna pop off are you a numbers guy do you check the numbers paulie do you get a little nervous on september 4th when it gets released how do you approach that day when it gets released business as usual for paulie short um obviously i would lo love to hear good news yeah you know obviously i love to hear from my friend jared or my manager, who I'm, oh, it did great, you know, but what am I going to do? I did my part. You let it go. And I know for sure that the movie is going to find legs. It I know for legs, sure. It has legs or it's going to find legs? Because usually well, it's going to, usually you shouldn't have to, it's going to have legs. I think it's got legs. Well, it's got, no, it's got legs, but it's also going to have legs. Meaning, I think the movie, just like Biodome, like, I don't know how it's going to do. You can't predict how, how many people are going to buy it. I don't know. But I know that it's a good movie. And I know that it's people are going to find it because they're going to keep selling it. You know, they're going to put it here, put it there, sell it to this place. 
and people will see it. And I know people are going to come up to me on the street, just like they do my other movies, and be like, dude, I saw Guest House, hilarious, that dick pipe, or Bobby Lee in The Swing, or Eric Griffin in you. You know, I'm going to get that. I already know that. But you don't know. I mean, what happens on September 4th if, like, all of a sudden Donald Trump flies away on a flying saucer? Could happen. Could happen. It probably will happen. Yeah, I bet that saucer's got some legs. If not, it'll find some legs. I tell you, nobody, and I mean nobody, knows how to promote a movie like Paulie Shore. I'm psyched. I really am. I think this is going to be damn good. I'm a big Steve-O guy, and now I'm a big Paulie Shore guy. Paulie, I hope you're a big, brilliantly dumb show guy. Well, I like you. I think we need to hang out. You need to hit me on Instagram. Send me a direct message, and we'll become friends because I like your style. Sure. And not only that, Paulie, I actually tagged you already. Wait, 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 wait. You're supposed to take it in and say, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to tell my parents. But you didn't say that. No, it feels good. It really does. I'll tell my parents when you follow me. That's the thing. I still got to work my way to the follow. I can't celebrate the follow. Let's do it right now. Let's Let's do do it right right now. Yeah. Here's what you're going to do, Paulie. Just send me a DM, bro. Sure, sure. What you're going to do is on Instagram, type in brilliantly dumb. How do you spell brilliantly? B R I. Wait, B R I. L L. L L. I A. I A. N T. I hope I popped up already. N T. Didn't pop no. up yet? No. Oh, wait, L- here it is. Brilliantly dumb. Robbie Bre- Berger? You better believe it. Nice Jewish name. Yeah, there, but you don't have a blue star. Screw you, dude. I I'm have not- been trying. You know what? That's really, you're throwing salt on the wound because I have been trying for this blue check mark for the longest time, Paulie. Well, guess who's going to get it for you? Paulie, I swear to you, you give me this wait, wait, check mark. Really, if I get it for you, what's going to happen? I will promote the living shit out of this movie. There will not be a sentence out of my mouth that doesn't really? have guest house the movie involved. Really? You get this blue check mark, Paulie, you will go down in the Brilliantly Dumb Show Hall of Fame. Really? No doubt about it. Problem is, you need press. You type in Robbie Berger, you're going to see my old college baseball photos. You're not going to see brilliantly dumb Robbie Berger sits down with Paulie Shore. Yeah, but you know what? My friend Steve, is the, he runs this stuff. He, he runs, I have his cell phone. He runs Instagram. You should have told me this a long time ago. Your check mark will be there by Thursday. Don't worry about it. Paulie, you get me a blue check mark by Thursday. I will make it my life's mission to make sure everybody that's ever followed <laughs> me or seen one of my videos is going to go see guest house. Really? Yeah, I mean, you will go down. You're, too, you're, you're a sweet-looking kid. Do you have a girlfriend? I don't. Really? I don't. You seem like you would have a girlfriend. Like Holy a, sh- like a shiksa. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it'll come. I'd probably have a girlfriend if I had a blue check mark. That's true. I mean, look at the way you looked at me as soon as you saw that I didn't have a blue check mark. Everything just went out the window. Every good question that I asked for, for you. Yeah, I don't you- know if I could do this interview anymore. Wait, let me see this one photo. Why are you showing your ugly body? Well, you know what? <laughs> what no, I'm I just say? kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, Paulie, you got to put it out there. You know what I mean? Did you see? I just said hi to you on your Instagram. Go on. It. Let's see here. There he is, Paulie Shore, coming in hot. And with the follow back, what a guy. We really got something going here, Paulie, no? 
And it's a shame because if you actually look at our Zoom time right now, we got three minutes and 15 seconds left. Folks, go see Guest House, the movie. And more importantly, Paulie Shore just may be able to pull off the blue check mark here. You think you got it in you, Paulie, huh? I got to do some research, but I, you have 100,000 followers. That's a lot. Who's counting but 102? Yeah, but it's still in that space. I agree. I agree. I think we ought to Let get it. Let me talk now. to my publicist, Rob. Rob, get, grab the phone. Rob, get on the phone. We got Rob in here now. Rob, the Rob, blue check get, mark Rob. Right here. Rob, oh, there he is. Get Let's a, bring in Rob. A blue check mark. He's a sweet kid, this guy. Rob. Yeah, I think so. Hey, Rob, don't you think I deserve the blue check mark by now? Yeah, I just got someone a blue check mark with 50,000 followers. I mean, that's a, but it's about, for some reason, Rob, I just can't. You know, I'm backed by Bro Bible. I, I've been begging. I've been scratching and clawing for this blue check mark. We just can't get it. Rob, we got to take care. He's a good kid, this guy. I like him. All right. And I like, and I like Paulie. He's a sweetheart. And I really do. I really do like me. Well, so uh, we'll offline and, and help you out. Beautiful. I, I got I to. He deserves a blue check mark. He works his ass off. He asks good questions, and he's got to put them. He's got to put them. He's got a sweet put them, you know? Now, Paulie, this has given us two minutes left here. I really want less than a minute now. I really want to get down to business. Out of the 12 interviews you've had today, where does the Brilliantly Dumb show rank? Folks, go see Guest House, by the way. Where does it rank? It's pretty much at the bottom. Okay. Do not go see no, Guest no, no, House, no. folks. It's not that good of a movie. It's half No, you're a sweetheart. I, I love you. You're a beautiful man. I appreciate that. No, you're great. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's definitely been different, and I appreciate that. Wouldn't expect anything from less from you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. I love you. I love you too, Paul. You take care. We're, DM me anytime. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, I will say, regardless of, of how bizarre that might have been, if Paulie Shore does indeed deliver the blue check mark that we have so long coveted, then by all means, first ballad, Brilliantly Dumb Show Hall of Fame. No question about it, folks. We are back next week. That's Tuesday. Turnpike takes with Jersey Jerry. We find out tomorrow how his horse, Sweet Melania, does as Jersey Jerry fights for his own segment here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. That'll be episode 92. Jersey Jerry coming in hot for those takes. Me and you, no interview as now. Me and you, folks, on the auto audio, getting to know each other a little bit, cracking some jokes, having some fun. Folks, this is what we do here on the Burnley Dumb Show, we will see you Tuesday. Sweet Melania is your horse come tomorrow. You take care now, folks. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second?